Welcome to Spiritual and Sassy with me, your host, Laura Beddo. This podcast is for the daughters, the mums and the sisters, the friends. This is for you. This is for the woman who can love a holistic lifestyle and still have that sprinkle of sass. This is for the woman who wants it all, to own her power. She wants to be a magnet to great things, the woman who wants to break the mould. She's on a journey to break free of what society says that she should be and finding her own way. So if this is speaking to you, then let's dive in. Hi everyone and welcome to my first ever podcast. So this is episode one. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to it. I can't believe that I am finally recording this podcast. I have been dreaming of the content. I have been dreaming of the name and for months. This is prior to Arabella, my daughter, being born. So yeah, when I was thinking of this podcast originally, I thought that I would have my daughter, who is now seven and a half months old, and I would just record. (laughs) Even though I've got a 16-year-old son, and I know what it's like having a baby, I I just forgot. I forgot how much work goes into having a baby who is completely reliable on you. So the name of the podcast is Spiritual and Sassy. I named it that because I just think that spirituality and anything that is holistic people assume that you are going to be a certain way and I'm here to tell you that it is possible to be spiritual, meditate, have crystals and go on women's retreats, go to the women's circles, love nature, hug trees and still love a designer handbag and I lose my shit on a regular basis You know, one of my biggest takeaways from 2020 is that I'm not bloody perfect. And I swear I would love to have that tattooed somewhere on my body because I have to remind myself on a regular basis that I'm a human bloody being. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I swear I get impatient sometimes, but it's okay because I'm aware of it. Whereas in my early 20s, I was not aware. I, I, didn't, I didn't have any mindfulness. I didn't know when to say sorry. And nowadays, I know when to say sorry. I forgive and I forgive myself quickly because I am connected and I am mindful. I can watch and observe myself and stop beating myself up all the time. I don't react to everything that life throws at me anymore. I mean, I still do, don't get me wrong, we're all learning. And as I tell my 16-year-old, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to hold our hands up. Even at 34, I work with some women that are in their 
their 60s you know we we don't ever stop learning and growing you know until we're at those big pearly white gates and it's okay not to know things and it's funny because when I first got into my spiritual and holistic practice I just took it all really seriously and I got really upset with myself if I was having a bad day or what uh, my practice wasn't perfect but like I said it is our right as a human being we come down here to have this experience so that we can learn we choose this body we choose this life and so that we can go back we're like reporters so that we can go back and we can say this is what I learned this is what I learned as being that imperfect human being and that's what's important being spiritual is learning how to accept yourself in the darkness in the and in the light in the moments you cringe the moments that you get it wrong because that's when we grow I've never met a person to date who say that they had a spiritual awakening that wasn't getting over something painful. When we are in pain, we search for the answers. We are adaptable, versatile creatures as humans. It's our instinct to survive. And this year has really shown our strength in our communities, helping one another, rallying around to help the vulnerable. I've seen so many amazing acts of kindness in my community and around the world since the pandemic started. But it doesn't mean that it's not really starting to weigh us down. As human beings, we have fundamental basic needs which are being affected with restrictions going on in the UK and I know in most other parts of the world, which is why now is me as a light worker, a life coach and a hypnotherapist, it has never been more important for my work. And it is my absolute intention to create a tidal wave of light to help women to step into their power, to step into their worthiness, no matter what. That light, if it's been dimmed or it's gone out, I've been there. I'm here for you. I hear you, I see you. And I have been in that place that you're in. I've had my light switched off. And I just picked up some tools so that I can inspire you or I can work with you to explore how you can reignite that flame like a phoenix bursting out of the flames. So I guess now is the part where I share my story. And it's funny because whenever I do any public speaking or I go on to doing some work where I'm speaking about my story, I often don't know what parts to speak about because as any 34-year-old woman, there are so many parts of my story that are useful for my work and to honour my integrity and my absolute rawness and sometimes I'm worried about oversharing but as I've learned along the way 
it is useful. It is so useful to share your vulnerability to people because when you are sharing your vulnerability, you are showing them that they can trust you and that you have been where they've been. You've got the real raw empathy that they need for their story. And I just hope that when you listen to this, that you can connect with me and you can know that I truly have been where you are now or maybe where you've been before. And it takes courage to step up and say, do you know what? I am sick and fucking tired of repeating the same cycle over and over. And that is my story. I just went through just repeating the same stuff over and over and each time it just getting worse and worse until I had to just admit defeat, get humble and ask for help. And since that day, my life has just got better and better. And I'm not saying that, you know, my life is perfect and nothing bad goes on because it does and I share that on my socials I am real I'm honest I turn up and I show the integrity and that I get from the people that massively inspire me so I show up as I want my clients my followers and anyone that comes into touch with my energy to have. So my story from the beginning I guess is I went from being a real party queen, I was a fire performer and I went from that going into being a spiritual mummy and and as early as I can remember I was really different from my friends. I really found it difficult to fit in I wanted to fit in, but I always felt just a little bit lost. So what I would do is I would actually mould myself on my friends and I would actually just become them because I just didn't know how to be me and I would people please. And all I can remember of being a teenager really is just being quite sad I was really angry, which I found out through doing a lot of work on myself. My parents were in a really toxic relationship and unknowingly they were passing on this conditioning for me to have this lack and scarcity mindset. And we adopt our values and our core beliefs from the age of three to seven. So by the time that I was a teenager, I was just getting into so much trouble. I showed off for attention and I was really naughty. And I guess now that I look back on that, I can really have some compassion for myself. Instead of really beating myself up, you know, that young girl, that teenage girl, she just was screaming out for attention, but obviously the only way that she was getting that need met 
was by acting up and playing up. And I just became really angry as a person. And as I've said before, I don't blame my mum. She was working really hard. She was looking after three kids and she was doing the best that she knew how. But she had her own conditioning and until I started to really work on myself, really dig deep and stop blaming other people, that's when I could drop that resentment and unblock that part of me that was really angry. So this anger was growing inside of me as a young woman. I had adopted a really harsh way of looking at the world. Like I had to put on armour and I went out partying and took drugs to fit in and went on dates with men, never thinking about what can this person offer me. I always went into these dates and meetings with the opposite sex, almost thinking, how can I fit and mould myself to make them like me? And that's how you completely lose yourself. And if I could speak to that young girl now and give her a hug, I would just tell her that everything's going to be okay and the world is kind if you change your perception. And I had my son really young. I was in and out of toxic relationships with emotionally unavailable men. And I always went for men that needed fixing in some way, thinking somehow that I could change them. The one relationship that I had was that was really loving, I threw it away because I just didn't know how to let someone love me. It's not something that I'd learned. I'd learned that love is bad. Love will get you hurt. This was all conditioning, programming that was deep rooted, that I, t I was totally un unaware of hardwired into my brain. It's only when we can start to see the patterns showing up in our lives that we can change them. We can be brave and we can unpick what we have learned. And it takes time, I'm not gonna lie. And hypnotherapy and Reiki were a massive game changer for me. That's why I decided to go into that work because I know that it works. So in recent years, I learned that children with traumatic childhoods tend to be extremely hard workers. They do this as a coping me mechanism, which makes a lot of sense to me now. A running theme throughout my life has been pushing myself to the point of burnout not listening to my body when it's on overdrive, which led me to my spiritual lifestyle. I hit complete rock bottom after a relationship broke down. I was working myself into the ground, masking my deep depression and anxiety with my work, telling the world that I was okay, when really inside I was completely broken. The straw that broke the camel's back was losing my home and I was forced into sheltered accommodation with my son. I was completely on my knees and you know what? I prayed. 
I don't know what to, but from that day, I woke up to something inside me. It just reignited and I just took a vow that I would never let my son down again. I already followed the law of attraction and regularly listened to Louise Hay, Lisa Nichols and Esther Hicks. I went on a healing journey to dive deep into myself, to reprogram my life. I had Reiki, I wrote letters to the universe and I changed my life. Once I started to fall in love with me, I met my soulmate. We met in a coffee shop and then we matched on Tinder and I've never looked back. Over the past five years, I have qualified as a life coach. I've helped thousands of people worldwide to let go of the past, to step into their future. When we move out of the pain, the world is a lighter, brighter place. I still have crap days, but now I understand that we have basic human needs. The obvious ones like eating, drinking, water and sleep. Then community, affection, security, a sense of control, creativity and a connection to spirit or religion. And what I have learned is we can meet these in a healthy way or we can meet them in a way which is harming us. Our brain just doesn't know the difference, but it will latch on to whatever will get those needs met. And just to give you a good example of this, it's somebody that is on loads of dating apps, meeting up with guys, going out, taking drugs at the weekend. They are getting their needs met for a sense of security, affection and community. We can make a choice to change. We can take the steps to make things different. I used to be someone who would complain about my life, tell my friends how awful my boyfriend was, but keep going back for more over and over, being stuck on the carousel of life. It's a harsh pill to swallow, but only you can make it better. If you're listening to this and thinking, oh my God, that is me, it might be uncomfortable to change, but long term, it will be the best thing. Trust that niggle inside of you to make things better. I remember having that niggle myself, knowing that the person that I was with wasn't right for me. I remember sitting at my friend's wedding, listening to them taking their vows and sitting next to my partner at the time and thinking... I know that this is never going to happen for us. And I stayed in that relationship for so long. It was dead. But I just didn't have the courage, didn't have the self-love to walk away because I needed somebody to tell me that I was great because I couldn't do it for myself. And that's what I teach. I teach women to step into that place of worthiness. And it's interesting because the other day I was listening to a podcast myself and I heard somebody say, it's like having this house where 
all of the rooms in the house are perfect. They are decorated exactly how you how you would love your home to be decorated. And literally it's painted the perfect colour. Just like when we were born as a baby, we were just given this perfect body to live in. That's our home, right? But instead what we're doing with this perfect home, with the perfect decor, is we're standing outside on the front doorstep and it's pouring down with rain and everybody that passes by we ask them what do you think of my house do you think it's nice do you think it's pretty look inside do you think that the rooms look nice and if they don't like it we're going off of what they're telling us and we're also not listening to the ones that tell us that it's amazing Instead, what we do is we turn around and we start throwing things at the house, telling it it's stupid and that it's ugly. Our body and our mind are the only places that we have to live. So stop being so bloody horrible to yourself if you're listening to this and it's making sense. Start being kind. It's only when I started to really listen to myself listen to my intuition, start leaning into love, start leaning into my feminine divine essence that things started to really change for me and before that happened I was just very leaning into my masculine essence so I was very competitive, I was not letting things flow, I was forcing everything and I would go for jobs where I was surrounded by men and I would, again, that story was playing out where I was moulding myself to fit in, I was becoming what people wanted me to be, I was being a chameleon, I was showing up how you wanted me to show up instead of listening to my own authentic wants. I remember the first time somebody asked me, what do you like once I started this work? And I didn't know. But now I do. Now I know what I like, what I love, what I'm passionate about. And I step into that place every single day. I make sure that I'm lighting up my soul by just being authentic, being real. The moment that I put on a mask is the moment that I start to feel shitty and I notice it very quickly these days. I know when I need to look at myself because I just go from the way that I'm feeling. Like our feelings are such a strong indicator as to where we are at. But when we are so outside of our house and doing and not listening, being present, we can get lost. And with today's world having 
so much technology, especially now since the pandemic hit us. You know, we're spending so much time on our phones, on Zoom, on technology, that we are not being in our bodies. And it is so important to spend time being physical, actually using our bodies. And our mental health right now, there's so many people struggling because they are, they're not being present. They're just living outside of themselves, striving for the next thing. And the best way to live your life and love your life and to really thrive instead of survive is to start liking what you have now. Be grateful for what is instead of what can be. Yes, it's so important to make goals and to have a vision for the future, but just don't get so caught up in it that you forget to enjoy the journey. And yes, sometimes I can forget that myself. I have a post-it on my, my board right now and it says, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey is one of my ultimate tips for that word that is so used right now for manifestation. And all the time we are manifesting, whether it's good or bad, we just need to be present to what is. You know, Eckhart Tolle is somebody that I really love listening to and inspires me. And for us to thrive, we must be in the now. Because usually when we are depressed or anxious, we are either looking back or we're looking into the future. When we are present in the moment, when we can smell or touch or taste, in that very moment, often it is that everything is okay. So here's me unapologetically being myself, heart on my sleeve, which I thought was a bad thing before I started doing any work on myself. I thought that being vulnerable was weak. I thought that love and to let people in was scary. But now I see the world in a different light. I let people in and if they hurt me, I know it was their loss and that there is nothing wrong with me because I keep my side of the street clean. And it's none of my business what other people think of me. The people who love me are all that matters anyway. So you keep being you, shine your light bright, so bright if it hurts other people's eyes, then that is not your problem, beautiful one. And I can't believe it. I have recorded my first podcast of many. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe for more of me and other spiritual and sassy leaders from all over the world. God bless and I'll speak to you soon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.